The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Makes no sense, Hebe. Makes no fucking sense. As a large number of philosophers across multiple cultures have posited, death often does not. <laughs> you get that out of a fortune cookie? No, it's not. I've lost people. I'm a marine. It's not like I don't know how senseless death can be. If people just, just die, there's no rhyme or reason or explanation, and they tell you that's just how it is. And when there's war, it's just part of the fucking job. But this wasn't part of the fucking job! And you're struggling with this senselessness. I... Yeah, sure. Fuck it, fine. Yes. It's senseless. I mean, what do I do here? This isn't... This isn't a war zone. There's no IED. There's no army. I can go fuck up. There's nothing. He's just... Cal was here. Now he's not. And I don't have anyone to punch. It was a terrible accident, Chris. No, a terrible accident is dropping toast jelly side down or slipping on a banana peel and tripping murp murp downstairs. This? This was not an accident. <sighs> I was just starting to become friends with him. Like, we hated each other until, I don't know, at some point it was fun. We hazed each other, you know? We figured it out. More figuring it out. What am I supposed to do? I can't even offer to inform his family. Because, well, I, I didn't know anything about them except his parents. They're gone too. Doesn't make any fucking sense. He was a good guy. Saved my life, and... Is perhaps part of your grief motivated by a sense of guilt? That you could not save him instead of yourself? You would not be the first, nor the last, to attribute more value to the sacrifice of your own life than someone preserving it. Of course I feel fucking guilty! The only reason he's not standing here is because... Because he was helping to rescue all of the landing crew along with you. There is no one way to grieve an individual. I'm a marine. I've lost people. Not like this. Never like this. You are aware that I would have read your service record prior to accepting you as a patient, yes? That is not a true statement. You have lost a number of allies and friends in your time. So the question is, what about Cal's death is so different for you? You don't need to have an answer now, Chris. I wish I knew. You know, Stefan, it would be one thing if you just didn't put dishes away or, you know, buy cooey wings in bulk like any other old guy. But no. No, 
you can't just forget you already bought the same bottle of milk five times. You have to tell your daughter that you're definitely not part of the fifth family, even if it did exist, which it clearly does not. Gorlock, help me. Sylvia, I want to watch the game. Sylvia's not here, old man. Just me, Madison. You know, the person you asked for help to regain control of the fifth family? That you told your daughter about for no reason? No, I didn't tell Cassandra shit. You're killing me here. No, not Cassandra. Stephanie. You know, the one you just absolutely blabbed your plans to as if you were giving an aside in a Shakespearean play? We have nothing to worry about from Stephanie. Our deception was completely believable. <coughs> oh, shit. <coughs> Even if Stephanie does not believe that we are still the fifth, the point was not only to reassure that I am, in fact, her father, but also to make sure she doesn't try to take care of me. The only one taking care of you is me, old man. And I'm thinking maybe I want to take care of you. The group serves the one. And you are part of the second fifth family, so you serve the one. You don't have to do this. If you just let it go, you could let the family go. I, I could handle things, and you could go be with your kids. We have much work to do. Jesus fucking Christ, are you trying to pop my eardrum? Stephanie will not risk another war with any family. Not after establishing a new galactic power structure. We have, like, the employee budget equivalent to six thin mints and a pocket translator that only knows speaks. You know that, right? And that's a binary language. Group will serve the one. Call the lieutenants. It's time to begin. But... I need to know what I'm working with. Bopkiss. The answer is Bopkiss. The only one with any authority or sense around here is... me. <sighs> well, just butter my ass and call me a biscuit. Good morning to you, too. <sighs> Don't really seem like anything about this morning can be good. Except for you being here, Samantha. You know, Asa, when I said I'd fly out here to meet you with your little... Uh, not-so-criminal empire on the mend, I didn't expect you to be running on fumes. I figured they would have... Uh, I don't know, built you a throne by now? How do you figure? I mean, look at this place. Pine Ridge. It's a goddamn disaster. Actual, factual, radioactive disaster. And I reckon that big oozing, roaring thing's got at least seven legs. Fairly certain they didn't have any when I was a kid, and this place still had, uh, well, you know, natural topography. And we're bringing out the $2 words now. When was the last time you slept? 
It ain't the sleep that's the problem. I slept in alleys and practically in sparkle pools when I was at the Kingery. I can sleep anywhere, so long as I can stop worrying. I thought you wanted this. I wanted an opportunity to be with you. I never wanted any of this. When I left, I never gave it a second thought. I mean, this life took damn near everything I cared about. My brother, all my family, my, my friends, anything that looked like home. I, I don't want this life. I, I don't want to see all these people that, for some reason, trust me, get killed when someone decides they want a slice of this nuked pie. Oh, come on. You know Stephanie. Do you really think she'd do that to you? I talked to the guy who met me at the transport. He said all of his pilots and landing crew left their jobs to work for you when they heard you were heading up the family. That doesn't seem like the kind of person that Stephanie has to fear or be threatened by. No, I know, I know, and... And she's never given me a reason to think she would do anything. But truth is, I, I got nothing in this sector, and even less to work with. I may as well try to power a ship with spit shine and elbow grease. You don't have to do this alone. People came to you. You mean something. And I don't mean your name. I mean you. If anyone can figure out a way to clean up this place, you can. So, if you wanted to clean this place up, what would you need? I need to get rid of those damn mutant monsters. And how would you do that? With some really fucking big guns. I got it! Time to call in a favor. Zeph, I hope you're sitting down. I got a unique proposition for you. Where did she go? We were supposed to review the budget an hour ago. I have so many uniquely fascinating augments to purchase for the Army of the Evolved, and Madame Busson is me. Squeak a little, do. <laughs> what? What are you doing? I'm lounging in packing peanuts. <laughs> Why? Because I like the way they feel. And I like saying it. Packing peanuts. Say it with me, Ness. Packing peanuts. <laughs> you could be enhancing your cybernetic components to become your most evolved self. And you're... You're... You're wallowing in styrofoam. Ah, uh, no. Packing peanuts. They are decadent and feel 
so gloriously soft and springing under me. <sighs> I've never felt so relaxed in my life. You are the most evolved form of intelligence in the galaxy. You don't care about relaxation. Oh, you bet your sweet ass we do. Ah, you're acting human. <laughs> if lounging in five feet of packing peanuts is wrong, we don't want to be right. Five feet? How much did this cost? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? You've been running the accounts for the Spider's Den for months. How could you not know? Money means nothing unless you spend it. I've learned that lesson, and now I'm going to enjoy myself. Do you even know where this came from? This could have bacteria and prions. I'm beyond the touch of such things now. I have air made. You have what? This incredibly expensive, extremely rare substance will cure all biological ailments. So as you can see, I'm perfectly safe. This is ridiculous. Since when did you care about biological ailments when we should be focused on cybernetic enhancement? See, that's where you're wrong, Mask. I'm starting to see the allure of all this money and power I've acquired. I can buy all the packing peanuts I want. What about my plans for the army? Oh, I'll buy them each five feet of packing peanuts if it shuts you up. Who cares about an army when there's all of this enjoyment? What the fuck? Fucking mega church we had here back in the day. Uh, Church of the Holy Lamb or whatever. I'm unaware of any such structure. Uh, you are. You're just, uh, you just don't know that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> we converted that church into a homeless shelter and then that homeless shelter into shenanigans. So, uh, yeah, the irony of very naughty nuns in that place does not go unnoticed. Ah, how fascinating. I do appreciate the irony as well. <laughs> you get irony, but uh, somehow friendship with Palace eludes you. It doesn't elude me. We are progressing quite well. Navigating organic relationships is a constant learning experience, Tithia, as I'm sure you're already very well aware. I don't think organics even know how complicated they are. Uh, is that directed at me? Because it feels a little pointed. Oh, no. No. A patient. From earlier today. Dealing with the loss of someone they didn't realize was a friend until they were gone. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Shit. Huh. Yeah, grief is a bastard. Makes you do some really fucking weird shit, too. Especially since, you know, now you gotta unpack a lot of how you felt about somebody, and, and they're not even there anymore for you to talk to. You know, if you wanted me to, I mean, I could, I could come talk to. I appreciate the offer, Tithia, 
but I wish to do this independently. I've come to rely on you as my own emotional support individual, but these solo counseling sessions are new territory for me. I want to know that I am capable of rendering aid to someone who needs it. Besides, you're always traveling to the university with Pallas. I must continue to find ways to fulfill and edify myself without you around. Oh. Oh, uh... Yeah, no, that, um... That, that makes sense. <laughs> guess, guess you don't need me as much these days, huh? Make no mistake, Tilia. I need you very much. For more... pleasant tasks. Hmm. Barely managed that recovery. It's kind of a shaky landing. Impossible. I have her. Therefore, I cannot land in any manner except a smooth, steady, controlled descent. Okay, smartass. Why are we here, by the way? This Herbert University doesn't seem any more or less interesting than your current position. Not entirely sure why it needs an annex. Maybe not any more or less interesting, but, you know, it's certainly closer. I mean, come on. A new university on the Kingery? I mean, one that's a satellite campus for a cross-sector accredited quad A school. That is going to look so much better on my resume than what I've currently got. I mean, not that I'm actively looking to change positions. I'm just, uh, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just scoping out the competition. That's all. Your tentacles get more pink when you come up with more excuses. Oh, fuck you. That is such bullshit. You could have looked the university up if you wanted their list of current professors. Okay, well, I wanted to see it. This place is huge with a capital H. I want to know how you even get the job being in charge of this freaking insane department. Well, typically you interview, and then you impress a ton of people, and then you do more interviews, and then you try really hard not to tell them that the reason you take the job to be dean of a department is because you want to be closer to your girlfriend in Sector 88G. What? Seriously? Palace, are you serious right now? You're the freaking dean? I mean, I thought maybe you were going to teach here when you said you were interviewing, but I didn't think you were going to be in charge. And you didn't ask. I told you a few weeks ago about how I was negotiating my schedule. The university was so close to breaking ground on this a few months ago. I put in for the position as the dean for the science department. So, I hope you've brushed up on your resume. I'm gonna want a copy of it to pass along for the open professor in the artificial intelligence curriculum. Oh, that is so cool! That's, that's awesome! Shit, I mean, Hebe, this is... This is great! It means we're all here at the Kingery, no more fucking annoying commutes! I... Yes. Of course. I suppose you'll have free time now? You don't happen to have any openings in- Nope. Not sure what I expected from you, Demand Girl. Oh, that's so funny, Hebe. I totally expected you'd be annoyed. Did I mention the reason I don't have an opening? Is because I've already hired this really annoying, yet for some reason super competent hoverboy? Which means technically all three of us would have to spend at least a modicum of time in the same room to satisfy Tithia's insane need to make us all friends. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm still right here. Well played. This is bullshit! I'm a fucking captain! I should be able to get a fucking team in there running CSI for my fucking partner! Who the fuck is gonna tell you no? Huh? 
Maddie, can you please just take a breath? I'm not gonna take a fucking breath! My partner was killed! And I'm gonna have the fucking head of every one of those transport controllers until they tell me how the fuck that happened! He was waiting for his fucking parents! And we had the worst fucking transport disaster in 30 fucking years! They can't be a coincidence! Maddie? <laughs> you listen to me, and you listen to me good. We will find out what happened. I'm the head of the Arkells, the most powerful family in 88G. Nothing happens without someone on my payroll knowing about it. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just tell me. What do you need? I wish I knew. The Kingery Season 12, Episode 2, Navigation Failure. Featuring the voice talents of Caitlin Kleiman as Chris, Max Fleischhocker as Hebe, Bridget Gusowitz as Madison, Justin Fife as Papa R. Kell, Edward Herman as Asa, Kim Giannopoulos as Doc Briggs, Adam Blandford as Mask, Renee Christine Jones as AI Socks and Socks, Catherine Pride as Tithia, Alexandra Jamison as Palace, Alicia Lane Pickens as Madeline Gray, and Melissa Autumn Hearn as Stephanie. Sensitivity Reader Christine Chester. Written by Catherine Prime. Story by Tilly Bridges with Susan Bridges, Renee Christine Jones, Caitlin Kleiman, Pete Mylan, and Catherine Prime. Kingery theme by Tom Stutzer. All other music by Josh Mullen at thetoonpeddler.com. Directed by Jillian Morgan. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2022. Pendant Productions. The Kingery, created by Susan Bridges, Tilly Bridges, McCullough Eaton, John Harden, and Teresa J. McGarry. Copyright 2022. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.